Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Dance and Kelly Santer over there doing his best Dixie Darling imitation. Let me see that one more time. I just your elbows are supposed to be shoulder high though, and I uh-huh. have difficulty keep, keeping them up that high. I guess I remember the day you were taught that by a Dixie Darling on the campus. Yes, yeah, I have yeah. video of it. That's right. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corp Studio, Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly, Luke's full gang is here. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place to go this weekend for a wonderful family meal. The food's always fresh and good, and they can cater any event. Justin and his guys are. As good as it comes when it comes to catering events, and they do smoke turkeys. So if you want, you know, you want to, if you're a guy and especially a guy, and you'd Mm -hmm. like to have the great turkey, Mm -hmm. but don't want to have to deal with it, just let them handle. When you smoke a turkey, is it hard on your lungs? Oh, you mean cook it? No, that goes back to your your late sixties days. (laughs) I had a seventies flashback. (laughs) Forgive me. All right, uh, we've got Patrick McGee on the show today. Will East. I'll talk a little Southern Miss football here in a minute. But first, I got to go to my man Luke Johnson and Laurel. My Bobcats got beat last night, bro. What happened? It was a tough game. I mean, uh, Gulf Coast scored on the opening possession, and then it was really a punt fest until the fourth quarter. Jones got the ball on uh, Gulf Coast side of the field after a shank punt. They forced a turnover. Uh, Jones couldn't capitalize. They they dropped a pass around the 10-yard line later in the game, dropped a pass in the end zone, and never really got going. Gulf Coast defense was really stout. Bobcats only rushed for 16 yards because D.J. Smith mm. was sacked quite a bit. They only threw for 127 yards. And it was just one of those games where they got the ball back, uh, stopped uh, Gulf Coast way back in their own territory, Punt uh, came uh, to Houston Johnson. He was returning it inside the 40-yard line. Fumble. They just every situation where they had an opportunity, uh, they couldn't take advantage of it, and just were snake bit all night. And yeah, you go five and one in the South. You think that's good enough, you know, to get you in the playoffs? But not, it's it? not. So uh, Colin will actually be the uh, number one next week. And uh, Pearl River, Pearl River was uh, beaten last night at East Central. So a really tough season for the Wildcats. One and eight. On the year. It's over. It is over. It's over for both Pearl River and Jones. Yeah, it's hard to believe about Jones as good a program. That Mississippi Delta loss, Luke, turned out, that hurt, didn't it? It hurt, but it didn't really affect where they were. Um, yeah, because only your division oh, losses. Okay, I got you. you know, but, I mean, yeah, but but you go 5-0 and oh in the south, and it was just 
Colin. The only loss Colin had was to Jones, and because Colin beat Gulf Coast earlier in the year, it created that situation. So Jones is out. Season's over. It's over, man. It's tough. Mm. First time in quite a minute they haven't been in the playoffs. First time they've been shut out since 2014. Wow, such a fine program. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Uh, the Golden Eagles trying to break a seven-game losing streak. The Warhawks of of Louisiana Monroe trying to break a five-game losing streak. Kelly, what have the Golden Eagles got to do to get off the slide here tomorrow? they got to show some kind of defense. That's right. You know, I think the offense is, you know, if the offense continues to progress under the, the new hierarchy, the way that Will Hall has it set up, then then I think there's a real chance they can win that game if they can somehow shut down the Warhawks. And, and Bob, this morning, CBS Sports is reporting. They, they have published their first list of coaches on the hot seat Will Hall? Will Hall is on that list, but Terry Bowden is also yeah. on that list. So, look, let's not kid ourselves. This game means a lot, not only for the programs, but for the men yeah. heading up those programs. It's not going to be easy, Luke. They've played six times in the past, and the Golden Eagles hold a 3-2 to two edge. So, it's been even, and I suspect we're going to see a close game tomorrow. Yeah, for for the Golden Eagles, I mean, last week, Coach Hall told us this, and I saw it, you guys saw it, special teams played so well. Offense played really well until, you know, um, early to mid-fourth quarter. Scored the one in the early fourth, then really couldn't do anything else. So for me, it's not just a question of Kelly. You need all three phases. The defense has to has to contain and play better. I will think, I do think they'll try to put more pressure on the freshman Murphy to try to create some some turnovers you heard Mike Hammett say yesterday you know he's done some freshman things which is <laughs> what you expect out of a out of a freshman back there but the the offense is going to have to close this game out four losses where you're driving to either tie the game or possibly win the game the offense is going to have to play four complete quarters even if they play you know, three and a quarter, like we saw this past week at App State. But the offense is going to have to to finish the game. And, uh, you know, again, to Kelly's point, the defense is going to have to be way better in order. F- because, what, ULM, they put 40 up on App. They've, they've put points up, and uh, they're just as hungry, you know, as the Golden Eagles for a win. But don't you think, Luke, that, that the Warhawks will counter – by giving Willard the ball quite a bit, don't you think to try to eliminate a lot of those freshman mistakes that they'll they'll try to to run the ball heavily? Yeah, but I think in some ways Southern Miss will, and this sounds maybe maybe bad, and and you could say falls right into ULM's thinking, but I think Southern Miss will try to load the box early, um, and and. I don't know. If, I, I guess uh, they would you would call it baiting them into throwing, but I mean, if you're Southern Miss, you know that your your grand weakness is on is is in the secondary. You know that, and it's just because of personnel, and some of it might be schematics. But I, I think you've got to take away the run um, because if you just you know if you sit back, then then Woolard and and the other running backs will attack you. So I think Southern Miss could use the inexperience at quarterback. To possibly, you know, defend the run first. At the same time, Murphy's thrown for 300 yards the last two weeks. He's, you know, shown that he's capable to operate more than than a typical freshman uh, would would be on offense. Uh, let me uh, point out a couple of things about the game tomorrow outside of the actual game itself. Uh, it will be salute to service day uh, during the day. Spirit Park will open tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Live music from J.T. McCaffrey starts at noon. 
The Eagle Walk will take place at 1245 with military vehicles present in the Eagle Walk. Here's the best thing. All active and all active military and all veterans will receive complimentary tickets to the game with a valid military ID. There will also be an oath of enlistment during the halftime show. I think that's really good. With military branches uh, and a song, songs performed by the pride. But let me reemphasize that. If you are active military or you are a military veteran, you will receive a complimentary ticket for tomorrow's game with a valid military ID. Kudos to the school for doing that. And it should be a... It's going to be a beautiful day. Weather-wise, should be no reason to, to keep you away. And and look, let's be honest. This is probably going to be the last game of the year that the Eagles are going to be favored, you know, to win. So this might be the one. This might, if you haven't seen one yet, this might be the one to take in. You know, Luke, it's hard to believe that one team has a seven-game losing streak. The other has a five-game. There are three wins between them and no conference wins. But it is a big football game for both schools. For for several reasons. Uh, if you want to be able to do anything down the stretch, it's got to start here to get any type of momentum. And I think both teams kind of feel like, you know, you'll just kind of throw the, the kitchen sink uh, tomorrow to, to try to get uh, the win. I would I would um, mention as well, uh, we got a um, – M Club got an uh, email out. If a former letter winner's – can uh, request uh, free tickets as well. We got a, a, an email because they're going to honor uh, former letter f- winners on the field. So if you haven't heard about that and you're out there and you're a former letter winner for Southern Miss Athletics, reach out to the athletic department today and, and you can get some tickets tomorrow. Yeah, as the well. Sports Hall of Fame, the sport, yeah, the USM, the USM Sports Hall of Fame. Is that right, Luke? The sport, yeah, there's yeah, a kicker yeah. going in tonight as well, guys. Yeah, that's tonight at 6 o'clock. Danny I'll, Ratman's I'll going in there. Guest on the show, of course, yes. Scott Berry's going in as well. Great, right. great class this year. And last night in the Sun Belt, Troy took care of business against the fighting Womacks of uh, well, South that, that was the Alabama. Western Michigan, South Alabama that showed up last night, apparently. I'll tell you what, that Troy defense, man, and John Summerall just continues to up his stock. And, and not bad for a guy that was raised right over here in Summerall, Mississippi. Is that right? John Summerall, the head coach at, at uh, Troy. Yeah. Uh, man, that is a stingy defense. This is, fortunately, the Eagles still have to play them. It's what Stats McGee said last night. He put it out um, watching the game. USM needs to pull up the salaries of Troy defensive coaches, see the one with the highest salary that we can bring in as a defensive coordinator, and then hire that person. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. So you got Monroe tomorrow, guys, and then Thursday, short week, right? Thursday night, uh, the Raging Cajuns in Lafayette, then at Mississippi State and Troy here. Mississippi That's... State the Saturday before Thanksgiving wow. up in Starkville, wow. and then to end – which will be the end of the season, will be the Saturday after Thanksgiving hate, at home against uh, Troy. I hate to say this. I think the toughest part of the schedule is still in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is bad news at this point, Bob. But who knows how they're going to play tomorrow. Let's hope it's, let's hope it's well. well. Who dats won last week? And uh, so there's a little momentum in New Orleans. We'll talk to Patrick McGee about that next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, don't forget about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it every day on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And let me please welcome today the official automotive car dealership of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Genesis of Hattiesburg. They are building a new facility right here on Highway 98. It is a fine, beautiful car. Going to be a full Genesis dealership here with just in a couple of months. And uh, with great uh, great appreciation, we welcome Genesis of Hattiesburg to the Eagle Hour. So does Phil Collins own the uh, dealership? No, Matt Grubbs. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, we appreciate that very much. Also want to thank Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted cleaners, Family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services that include steam pressing, shirt laundry, minor alterations, dry cleaning, and bulky bedding for Kelly. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location on Hardy Street or call them at 261-264-4920. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joins us right now. Patrick, a good day. Uh, last Sunday for the Houdats, uh, I, guess the, I guess the mood is a little better down in the Big Easy. Yeah, I think Saints fans finally saw uh, the all, type of offense they were expecting whenever they brought in Derek Carr and, and you know had all the pieces in place for this season, and and maybe it is you know something similar to you know to what we'll see going forward. But you know we'll see. I think continuity and consistency, you know, consistency and 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 all that is really what's going to be you know how we judge this offense. Is it going to be able to do it week in and week out? But Derek Carr unquestionably really showed a strong arm, was accurate. Didn't make that many mistakes. Uh, you know, Kamara played really well. Michael Thomas looked solid. The offensive line is, is playing better by the weekend. They're getting a starter back, uh, James Hurst, uh, this week from injury. So, yeah, I mean, it feels like things finally got to a stable point. But, you know, and, and they have another very winnable game at home against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. So, yeah, this, it, the Saints at the moment seem to be in a good place. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, and Michael Thomas gotten more out of him this year than in a long time. You know, he's been injured a lot, but he yeah. seems to be holding up this year, and that's a plus. Yeah, I think it's like the most games he's played since like 2019 or something. Uh, it's it's he's he's been out there. He's not he's not his old self. You know, he's not quite the athlete, not quite as fast as he once was. But uh, he, when he's out there, he's productive uh, for the most part. And Carr is really kind of learning by the week to kind of rely on him a little bit more. Uh, Chris Olave's been a little bit of a funk here recently, so Thomas has become that much more important within the offense, and he's played fairly well. I think we'll see Thomas kind of improve as the season goes on. He's had to shake up a lot of rust uh, through, the, through the first few weeks of the season. Patrick, I heard you kind of chuckle when you said the Saints have a winnable game this weekend because you were because yeah. you were probably thinking what I was thinking. It would be so Saints-like. To have a winnable game like the Bears coming to yeah. New Orleans this weekend and have them crap the bed and lose to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, they've, they've had these moments throughout the years and especially the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers, they had them in New Orleans, uh, and they showed up played pretty probably the worst game of the season against the Bucs. Uh, I, I, you know, this seems like a great opportunity for when the Bears are going to have their backup quarterback uh, you know they're they're a team that's that's really not looking all that hot right now, so it does look like a win that that the Saints the Saints should have on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I'm 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 not buying this team until they win like two or three games in a row. Yeah. All right, Luke, I'm going to let you follow up with the crap the bed comment. 
<laughs> I, I've, I've been a Saints fan for a long time. <clears throat> Anything is possible on any given day with the Saints, right, Patrick? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you just you can't assume anything. Uh, you know, there were times you during Drew, Drew Brees there where you, you kind of assumed things, but no longer. You guys are no, just pitiful. no. I'm I'm serious. Now, listen, Patrick, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was in the dome watching the Saints play the Jags, right, and watched this mm-hmm. lose one at the end. And I'm looking up, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm saying, "There's Ricky Jackson's name. There's Sam Mills' name." And I was thinking the other two uh, with Swilling and Johnson, and I was just like. We we had arguably two of the greatest linebackers, the top you know twenty five linebackers in NFL history at the same time, and we were horrible, and 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 that just that just defines Bob and Kelly. That just defines what it is. But anyway, Patrick, oh man, I, I don't I want to ask you kind of almost a side question. You you mentioned Fields will be out for this game, you know the. It's just interesting to me how the Bears have been horrible at everything. They have a tremendous athlete at quarterback, and they're just saying they're going to move on for him. I mean, I guess the point is it's a larger question with the NFL. It's just sometimes the blame gets put at the wrong place, and guys aren't aren't able to develop. Um, and it's just really interesting to me how the Bears, you know, are in, in a lot of ways moved on from one of the premier athletes in the NFL. Yeah, it's. And the Bears have been really bad at developing quarterbacks for a long time. It's been a consistent thing. You know, I mean, the, the guys that have been there and played average football, you know, were kind of established where they got there. Maybe Jay Cutler was okay. Uh, but they just have a history of not really doing great with developing quarterbacks. And, and Fields is kind of, you know, he's a great athlete, has a lot of great attributes. Uh, but it just feels like everything was kind of put on his shoulders the last two or three seasons, you know. Yeah. And uh, that, that's a lot to do on a young quarterback when you just don't have the playmakers around them. And, you know, coming into this game, I, there's nothing that really scares you about that Bears offense. No. Well, I I respectfully disagree, though, you guys. Sid Luckman was pretty doggone good, you know. <laughs> that was Neither Patrick or I were born whenever that individual, you know. Sid Luckman, you retired, guys remember so. Sid Luckman? Well, actually, the Vikings then are the next uh yeah, the next team up, and of course they've got their starter. You know, Kirk Cousins went down, so you got two teams in a row that have got uh, quarterback issues. And you know, with a Kirk Cousins led team, that's not necessarily a gimme. But now the Vikings appear that that they might be low hanging fruit. And Patrick, this division is coming back to the Saints to where it, you know again, although it was kind of auspicious two or three weeks ago, it looks like again this division is the Saints to win or lose. Yeah, I mean, well, the two out of these next three games are, are road games, but you know, the, the you look ahead even further to the Falcons. Apparently, they're they're looking to make a change at quarterback, and they lost their great they lost Grady Jarrett, who's kind of the centerpiece of their defense, to injury for the season. So, I mean, it, it, these next three games are really just there to be had by the Saints, and if they show up and play well and play up, you know, close to the potential, they should. I, you know, the Vikings game, I'm not really taking anything for granted. We'll see. They're a very talented team. Uh, I haven't checked Jefferson's uh, uh, status here lately at receiver. So I don't, you know, these games, yeah. I mean, uh, two out of these three games are on the road, but you feel pretty good about the Saints' chances of winning. But, but yeah, what I sense out of you and, and Luke is that you have this dreaded fear that maybe they go one and two in these next three games. <laughs> well, you just, yeah, I mean, t- Patrick opened up by saying the Saints finally got, you know, what they got out of David Carr. That Yeah, they got it out in week eight. So I mean, it, it, so it may, we may revert back, but but Patrick, you can get on a run here. I mean, December third is going to be tough against Detroit, but then you got Carolina and New York the next two weeks. So, I mean, the Saints, if they play well, you get two, and then the bye week. 
I mean, there's a chance that you could go four and one over the next five games. Yeah, the Lions game is far and away the toughest in this group. Uh, I mean, we said before the season that Saints have one of the easiest schedules in the you know in the NFL, and maybe early on that well you know that rest of the NFC South looks a little bit better than expected. But here, you know, the Saints are four and four. You look at the rest of the division, and nothing really. You're, you're tied with the Falcons atop the division, and and the Falcons are having all kinds of issues at quarterback and injuries, and they're just they're, they just seem dysfunctional as a group. And of course, the Saints have looked plenty dysfunctional at times. Uh, but, you know, if they kind of build up that kumbaya moment against the Colts, uh, take care of the Bears and, you know, and go on the road to win the Vikings, you're, you're, you're six and four and you're thinking you're in a pretty good spot in the NFC South. You know, you just, I think you just have to get above 500, uh, to win that division. And then obviously beating the Falcons twice will go a long way to kind of decide that. If you can do that, you're in a really good place. And of course, you got to go to Tampa again. So nothing's given, uh, but the Saints are set up pretty well. Do you like do you like the use of of Taysom Hill as they did last week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's actually what Pete, Pete Carmichael has done best over the last two years is is inserting Taysom. You know, there's times where I'm like, why isn't he out there? At times, but for the most part, they, he has done a really good job of, of getting Taysom involved in a variety of ways, and and the way they've got Colin Saunders in there at fullback in those uh, goal line situations, it's it's really tough to see how defenses kind of stop that on consecutive carries, you know, if you're just trying to get two or three yards. So, I, yeah, I think I think Taysom's fitting in very well, and he, he has done very little wrong. Uh, I was <laughs> scratching my head on why they had him throwing deep uh, to Shahid on that one pass, but it worked out. It just seems like everything Taysom touches this season just works out. He may be the most unusual athlete in the NFL. He is fun to watch. He can do anything, Patrick. Yeah, and, he, and people, you know, we talk about how fast he is, but he is legit fast. I mean, he's he and Shahid and maybe one or two other guys are the fastest guys on the team. And Hill is what six two, two twenty five, something like that. He's just a big guy that can run and is really just can do whatever you ask him to do. And yet, I dropped him before the season in my keeper league in fantasy <laughs> football. Well, uh, you know, to wrap this up, uh, after listening to Patrick and uh, and Luke, I, I think uh, we are cautiously, all in capital letters, cautiously optimistic. Is that a fair assessment, Patrick McGee? Yeah, it's, it's easy to be overly optimistic, but wherever you know the history of the franchise and just watch it see this season, it's, uh, you have to be cautious. <laughs> kind of like being a Golden Eagle fan. <laughs> Is there optimism with football? Uh, not know. a lot. Have a good weekend, Patrick. We love having you all on right, the show, brother. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com. Man, these Saints fans, they just get you kind of depressed, Kelly. Man, ready to jump off a bridge. Hey, as we go to break, Peter Frampton, who's going to be on the Gulf Coast next weekend. Peter Frampton. Right. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Well, I want to thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Fun fun interview with him every Thursday. And uh, he and Luke were just priceless about the Saints' optimism, Kelly. Yeah, well, I but almost I, felt sorry for him. But I think they're right in there, right in line with the rest <laughs> of the Saints nation. Hey, 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of our show. Great place uh, 
to enjoy camaraderie, Southern Miss memorabilia, good food right there in the shadow of the rock. Also want to thank Kathleen at Campus Bookmark. Such a sweetheart and uh, loaded, loaded with Christmas apparel. Uh, Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street. And I, and you mentioned about how good the food is at 4th Street, Bob, but they don't really feature like any breakfast, you know, Not stuff normally, to eat no. for breakfast. But like if I wanted some either cold or hot coffee and maybe something that would be more in the breakfast vein, would you have any recommendations? Well, I would go to Mo Bay Beignet. Is that where you would right go? Right there on Hardy Street. Tell Kelly. me why. Well, because they cook beignets as you come in and order them. Really? They've got so, a bunch of delicious coffees. So the, the beignets are fresh then? The beignets are fresh and delicious. And it is the it is the home of the Luke Johnson record. Six beignets in two and a half minutes. And that's all That's all very good. But what if I wanted to dip my beignet in like... They in have th- sauces, Kelly. They do? I've seen you actually drink the sauce, but you're supposed to dip the beignet in the sauce. Well, I'm glad you educated me. Well, yeah, it was a little embarrassing, but... Do they have different walking. flavors of sauce? They have many, Kelly. Many. Okay. Yes, many. Well, I'm you glad... drank them all. I don't know why you're asking me all this. <laughs> I'm glad you educated me. All right, let's regress. <laughs> Will Ace is the... Uh, Will East is the host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard, iconic show. And uh, as my wife said one time, I've never, I've never heard a guy that knew more about high school football than, than the guy you just had on the show. We're glad to have you, Will. And a lot of action took place last night. Yeah, a lot of these Thursday night games. So uh, what you had last night was 7A, 6A, 5A, and then a, a lot of 1A teams play on Thursday night. And then tonight you're going to have the first round of the playoffs for um, for 4A, 3A, and 2A. And they, they break it up like this. We've talked about this a couple times. But they break it up like this because of a referee shortage. There's a lot of games going on, a lot of important games, and so the idea is we'll you know, use some of our better referees on Thursday night and then again on Friday night versus kind of having to you know, have everybody there on Friday night. So I understand the reasoning. I don't like it, as I've told you. I think it hurts JUCO a good bit, but it's, it's a necessary evil for right now. But, yeah, we had a ton of games last night. Uh, some big upsets. Um, you know, Laurel winning the region, I thought, was one of the more surprising things, winning, what, four out of the last five. I thought that was just really stunning to me uh, with the way they kind of started out the season. To, in 7A, the big game last night was Tupelo taking on Starkville, and I was really expecting a close game, and it was not. Um, Tupelo comes away with a huge blowout win they are definitely the team to beat in the north part of the state right now, which is really the weaker for years seven or six a. Uh, the the north part was was a lot stronger, especially region two. But this year it's been kind of down. Uh, Tupelo's the best team there. I was surprised at how flat Starkville was because they have the talent to beat anybody on any given Friday night or Thursday night, but they they just can't put it all together some nights. And last night was one of those. So we have all the playoff matchups for 7A. 7A South is really Brandon is the hot team right now. I still think Oak Grove is the most talented team maybe in the entire state. But Brandon's the team with the hot hand. they got everything clicking right now. they got the good defense. They have an incredible running game. And now all of a sudden they're starting to throw the ball everywhere. And they, they are hitting their stride at the right moment. The Coast teams are a little bit stronger this year in the larger classification especially Ocean Springs, who won that region. Uh, I'm, I'm just incredibly surprised at how good they are this year, considering all the stuff that they lost last year. 
uh, when they lost, you know, their head coach, they they no longer have Bray Hubbard at, at quarterback, and they've had to replace a lot of people. But they they win the region, uh, and they're going to be facing Meridian, a really good Meridian team, uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So playoffs are set for next Thursday for seven A, six A, and five A. In six A, you know, it's really West Jones, and then probably Laurel. After that, I, I'm not Laurel. Uh, uh, Picking after that, uh, well, you guys can talk about West Jones and the incredible defense. Uh, what, what was it? Only what two teams? One team has scored double digit points on them this entire season. No. So here's the the breakdown. They have outscored their opponents three hundred and thirty eight to thirty six. They've only <laughs> given up double digits to one team. It was Laurel in the first game of the season last night. They beat Hattiesburg thirty seven to seven. It was the wow. first time they had allowed a touchdown since September the 15th against oh, Wayne County. Wow. That, wow is, it, it, that is so incredible. It really is. Uh, see, and they got a kid named Lunch Meat on there, which makes it even better. Yeah, and you got some of these other the playoff games tonight. And my problem with a lot of these playoff games is that some of these. And and they take the MHSAA has it set up where a lot of these regions only have five teams, and they take four out of the five teams. And a lot of these yeah. four seeds who have to go on the road in the first round, a lot of these four seeds have lopsided losing records. You know, some of them only won two or three games all year. My question is, and it's meta, you know, it's there is no answer for it. What in the world are these teams even doing in the playoffs? And I would go further and say that, because I've talked to some of these coaches of these teams, they'll even ask the question, what are we doing in the playoffs? You know, we, we, we haven't, because the purest, the purest coach will say, look, if we, can't, if we can't show a level of competence on the field, we have no business even being in the playoffs. So they would even like their seasons to be over. So why are we even wasting our time with an extra round of playoffs and some of these classifications, what do you I don't say, get Will? it. More, more games. That's that's your answer. More games. That's more games. More more revenue from uh, the concession stand and from the the tickets and to to the MHSAA. That's the answer. Well, yeah, that's that, the reason why. That's it, Will. Because everybody, every administrator out there, every AD knows that no matter what comes in, the MHSAA gets the. Uh, it's like 30% it off is. the top. Right off the off top. Off the top. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that, and I don't care if anybody hears it. It's frustrating when the only reason why we have seven A's now and the reason why we have all these playoff games is so Jackson can make more money. And I do, at the same time, though, I do appreciate the fact that a kid gets to play one more football game. But yeah. Kelly, to your point, there's going to be some some uh, some beatdowns tonight. Yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous. And we talk about you know we 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 want the kids to be able to play in the playoffs. Yeah, well, you're also putting bodies at risk. You know, putting kids out there, and some of these kids have futures in the game of football. Why put them out there for Man, another game where they guys are grumpy today? No, I'm, it's just it's a it's just a different animal. Football is a different animal. You know, and you're talking about kids. These are not adults. You know, they're, adults are supposed to be making decisions for these kids. And if there were upsets taking place in these first-round games, that's one thing. But none of these four seeds have a, have a chance. Uh, well, does really. anything excite you that's uh, being played tonight? No, there's no, you're right. There's really not a ton of just that, you know, game. It's usually those middle games, you know, the three versus versus four versus uh, or two versus three seed. Right. But there's just not there's not a lot 
there tonight. I mean, there are some, I don't know, it, it, this is really, a, it's a tough kind of slog of games going on. You've got some real overmatch. I mean, I'm looking at Louisville taking on Itawamba AHS, and no offense to Itawamba AHS. I mean, I'm from that area. I, I know that school very well, but they're incredibly outmatched in that game. I mean, it, it, it just is. Um, I mean, that's, that's a team that went 3-7 and seven versus a team that went 10-0 and 0 and uh, maybe the best team in the entire uh, state of Mississippi right now. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of mismatches. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know what you're going to do about it. And we, to be honest with you, we don't have a whole lot of upsets each year in these games. I mean, maybe one a year out of the, what, 40 games that are going to be taking place tonight that are playoff games, there might be one upset in there somewhere. But it, it's not many. Because you, you not only do you have teams that are um, – that uh, that are struggling, that didn't do well in their region, but a lot of these guys are on the road too. So you throw that factor in there. You know, it's, what it's what's really difficult. funny is there's actually some teams that played in harder you know regions. Like I think Seminary's on the road tonight at West Marion. They're six and four. West Marion's four and five. That's according to, to Max Preps. But we do have a, a game tonight in Jones County, kind of like that. Northeast Jones Tigers are hosting playoff game. They're four and five. But I tell you what, Will, I mean, you, you never count teams out. I mean, Northeast Jones had two wins two weeks ago, and uh, they, they beat Morton on the road, and then they they beat Mendenhall on senior night. And you do have some of these stories where teams come on late and they get a chance to, to extend their season. Yeah, and you have a lot of teams that started off really weak at the beginning of the year and have gotten stronger and stronger. You know, I always think about Knoxville County in the north part of the state. They always start off like, you know, two and – two and three or something, because they play really tough non-regional schedule, and then they just blow everybody out of the water. But in that same region, you got Forrest, who is seven and three, uh, but because of the, their regional schedule, they're the four seed, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, well, and, and also, Will, you mentioned Brandon earlier. They were they were the chief of the Hot Mess Express earlier this year. Oh, and two, and now they're the hottest team in the state right now. All right, Will, always fun, man. We look forward to having you on the show every Friday, and uh, look forward to talk to you next week. Thank you so much. All right. Will East, everybody, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard. And he'll have the, the scores of all the beatdowns. Yeah, you going to be on that tonight, Luke? You going to do a call-in? Yeah, I'll call in late tonight. There we go. All right. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com on Hardy Street. Great place to get in shape. Instruction, it's all there. DBAT and D1. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, men's tennis over in Birmingham for the Country Club of Birmingham Invitational will last today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Women's volleyball gets a huge win last night at home against Louisiana. Kelly Sander 3-1, to one, but the first set, man, it went like 
to into the 30s. Lady Eagles won that one 31-29, dropped the second set, and then finished it out and uh, won the next two sets to win the match last yeah, night. Yeah, that first set, they were lucky to win because they had four uh, unforced errors on serve. Lady Eagles put four serves into the net, which is uncharacteristic of them, but they, they did battle back. And, man, it was exciting, too. The basketball team was there. A lot of the baseball players were there. The gym was rocking. That's If you guys haven't taken in volleyball, you should, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. Great, great night of entertainment. Coach Hazelwood's team improves to 11-13 and 13 overall. More importantly, 6-7 and seven in conference. They will get back at it again at 6 p.m. tonight against the Lady Cajuns. Of course, that in uh, the volleyball arena and also on ESPN+. Plus. All right, time for picks, and we will uh, just say it again just to get him confident, Kelly, and so that Bob will uh, drop his guard and uh, we'll be able to catch him. But right now, Bob Getty in the lead overall, 5-5 five and five last week, all three of us. <laughs> Bob fifty seven and twenty nine overall. I'm in second place at fifty five and thirty one. Kelly fifty four and thirty two. All of us are one and zero after Troy defeated South Alabama last night by a score of twenty eight to ten. Um, but let's jump in these picks. Louisiana at Arkansas State. Cajuns are a seven point favorite. And the Cajuns are better than I thought they were going to be. Full disclosure, I really did not think they were going to be as good as they are. I'll take the Cajuns on the road. Raging Cajuns. I, that way, too, I just think Arkansas State won't be able to hang with them personnel-wise. Coastal Carolina, a one-point favorite at Old Dominion. Hmm. Man, ODU has won every close game they've played this year. I think this one has the potential to be close, but Coastal played really, really well last week, and I don't think there's any reason why they wouldn't play well this week. I'm going to take Coastal on the road. I'm going with the Monarchs at home. I think I'm going to go with the Monarchs as well because last week, Kelly, to your point, they lost a close one last week. But, man, they were they were at James Madison oh, okay. and lost by three. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with ODU as well. And if Bob and I miss, then I'm not harmed at all. Anyway, so ODU for me and Bob. Kelly will take Coastal. Have to wait and see if McCall is going to be back for that one. All right, next game. Um, this uh, has a chance uh, to, to be a good one. Down in San Marcos, Georgia Southern at mm. Texas State. Texas State a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, they just really disappointed me not holding on to that lead last week. And uh, Georgia Southern played very well last game. You know how I feel about Gatta. Georgia State, right? Georgia no, State or Georgia, Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Okay. Now, I'll take Gatta. On the road. I'm sticking with the home team. I like the Bobcats. I'm going to take Georgia Southern on the road. I think just too much offense. But, you know, the over-under in that one's 68 and a half, and they might, they might hit the over. Marshall at Appalachian State. Um, watched App play last week. Marshall 1-3 and three in the conference. Marshall, what a disappointment they've been. Uh, I just I never saw that coming this year. Where have we heard that before about what other uh, team in the conference? I'll take App State. I'm going to have to stay with App State as well. I'll go with App as well. Marshall's lost four in a row and just heading in the complete bad uh, direction. All right, James Madison in Atlanta against Georgia State. I'd love to see Georgia State pull it off, but James Madison may, has made me a believer. No kidding, man. I've watched them play several games, and they just they win. Yeah. That's what they do. James Madison. I'm not picking, I'm not picking against uh, the Dukes. Uh, no way. All right, let's go to the NFL. 
NFL games in Frankfurt, Germany. Quickly, Dolphins at Chiefs. I'll take the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs in Germany. It shouldn't be played in Germany, but I'm taking the Dolphins too. I'm taking the Dolphins on principle because I am not for the Chiefs anymore. So we'll do that. Cowboys at Eagles. Mm. Uh, uh, The Eagles to beat the Cowboys. Philadelphia's tough. Eagles. You took the Eagles? You hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles, but they're really good. I'm taking the Eagles at home. Never picks against Philly at home. Bills at Bengals. And I know I know you guys think I'm going to pour mouth and pick the Bills, but I'm not. Burrow's back and healthy. Bengals are a completely different team. They decimated San Francisco last week. Uh, prime decimated. time. Decimated. Su- wow. Sunday night game wow. in Cincinnati. I'll take the Bengals. Well, I'm not going to argue with Kelly. He's so fired up, he'll come across the desk at me. I'm going with Cincinnati. I think Josh uh, Josh Allen's too much. I think the Bills have the better defense, even oh, though Bengals played well last week. You should see his face. Week. You should see his face. So I'm going to go with the Bills. All right. Louisiana Monroe at Southern Miss. Eagles now a three-point favorite at home. What'd you say? <laughs> did, you say did you say the Eagles are a three-point favorite? Three-point favorite at home. All right, guys. In the famous words of George Bush, read my lips. Southern Miss. It's a win this weekend, baby. The Golden Eagles get a W. We're either going to be all wrong or all right. That's the way the picks went this week. That's right. Go Eagles. 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We still love our football team, and we'll be there supporting. Hey, really quickly, just want to say thank you to all our sponsors, including D1 and D-Bat. Great place to take your child for baseball, softball training. We appreciate you most of all for listening every day, and we thank you for that. Hope you have a happy, safe weekend. And until Monday, from Reed Green Coliseum, two-hour show, Southern Miss to to the the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.